0: You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Panther Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering everything pit, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Fairbaugh. I'm so proud to be your guys' host here at Locked on Pitt. I also write for Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm a broadcaster at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. we got a good episode coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about what's the next progression for the Panthers in the run game. Where do they go from here? How does that running back rotation work out? And more importantly, what can they do to find a little bit more success on the ground in future games? We'll also talk about Just how good is Kalaja Kansi? We haven't really talked about him much, but how good is the Panthers' perhaps best defensive lineman? And then to round it out, we'll talk a little bit more about Western Michigan and what this team is. We previewed them on a deep overview yesterday, but now that we know who might play for them, let's take a deeper dive into that offense and just what the Broncos do. All that and more coming up on Locked on Pit. folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Really excited to talk about this pit run game and what they can do to spice it up and add a little pizzazz into it before we do that. Make sure to check out Locked On ACC. There's no better place to get all your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get your podcast. Seriously recommend, would check it out. Talking a lot of Pitt over there this week. Pitt's gaining a lot of steam in the ACC realm. We've seen a little bit of hype for them, and that's always a little scary as Pitt fans here. Just to see the hype start to win up, we know sometimes that pit lets down, right? That's kind of the thing, but Pitt is looking good. I mean, that was a big win over Tennessee, and we're not are kind of past that point, right? They're coming off a big win, you know, it's Thursday, and now you got to focus on Western Michigan. Now, Allen was on earlier in the week, and we said, well, they should be 5-0 and going into their bye week, right? They should be 5-0, and but no trip-ups. However, these next two games, specifically against Western Michigan and New Hampshire, Pitt has an opportunity to gel their running game together. And I think this is an interesting proposition. Because the passing game looks phenomenal, and has looked phenomenal both weeks. There's really no concern about, can Pitt throw the ball? I mean, nor should there be. Pitt can throw that rock and sling it like nobody's business. Pitt is more than comfortable throwing the rock around with Kenny Pickett, and they will do it at a high ratio. And they ran probably a little too much against Tennessee. I mean, really, Pitt didn't get much. I mean, Vincent Davis didn't even get two yards carry. Is he a Canada better, but listen, they were actively worse off running the football against Tennessee than they were passing it. And sometimes that's how it is. You know, balance doesn't always need to be a thing, but it does help take a little pressure off your quarterback, even if they play at a high level like Kenny Pickett has so far. So here's the thing where in the world can the running team go? So this offensive line, it's not one that is inexperienced per se it's not now owen drexel is a redshirt senior and he is his first year starting because he was behind jimmy morrissey and all of that so he's kind of new but you look at kind of what else they have hoy cradle minor warren now minor's new but he's an experienced guy from maryland right so maybe it takes a little bit of time for him and Carter Warren to jail. And, and to jail, rather. Um, and, and then Owen Drexel to jail, right? So maybe it's a little bit there. But these guys are mostly the same guys we saw last year. So what can you see this year? First of all, I think it's a credit to everyone on that line. Hoy, Cradle especially. um, that They have taken leaps and bounds in their pass pro. They look great in pass pro. But in the running game... There's still a huge problem. And the big problem is these guys just get out leveraged. They're strong, but they don't play with good leverage. And you know, there's a there's a feeling around this offensive line that I feel like they want to be a little meaner, and we've seen it a little bit where we'll we we'll see we see more guys in the dirt, I think, than I have in a lot of previous seasons watching Pitt just go out there and play. And I think that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to see guys in the dirt um, when you're in the offensive line. Um, you want that. And I think Marcus Miner's been a great addition as a transfer. I think he's played really well. I'm very, very impressed by Marcus Miner. Owen Drexel stepped in well. He knows their protection calls. He knows what's going on. But as they, as they try to run the football better, it's going to be on the crux of this offensive line. And here's the thing. It's not easy to change. What you have. I don't think Carter Warren's played very well. He's been fine in pass pro, but he's not been great in the running game. And I think he's been, frankly, fa- fairly pushed back and a little bit too laid back in the run game. I, I think that's something where Warren needs to improve upon. So, in incoming, there's potential here to have a switch. Because I think when you see Matt Gonzalez and what he's done, I don't think it's a crazy idea to start Matt Gonsalves or at least give you know an audition here. Gonsalves look great against UMass. He was great down the stretch last year. He's a road grader that gets movement and opens up the left side and he's also a guy that's steady pass pro. I think Matt Gonsalves is better than Carter Warren and I think that's one of the big things here. I think Gonsalves should be getting more time. You know Zubovich is good. He, he's also a guy that can do that but Miner and Cradle have both been good. So you, you don't necessarily make a change there. I think if you make a change, it's going to be salves for Warren. And I think that one makes a lot of sense to me. I think Matt Gonsalves is a straight shooter. You see what you get. Might not be the most athletic guy, but he's a high IQ football player. He's a physical guy with strong hands. He plays with good leverage. He knows what he's going to do on every play. He's going to be a guy that makes you better up front. I think that's the point. Matt Gonsalves could be a potential solve here. And then, when you look at the run game, you know, just outside of the O-line, which, and again, I think there's a three-tiered thing for this. I think Gonsalves coming in is one. That's what I would at least experiment with. Doesn't mean it has to be that way when they go to Georgia Tech. If Gonsalves doesn't play as well as he does, he does have limited movement skills. That is something that you have to acknowledge, and he gets too wide with his hands at times. You have to acknowledge his weaknesses. Just like you have to acknowledge Carter Warren's strengths. You also have to acknowledge Matt Gonsalves' weaknesses. But, there's two other things. For, we talked about this earlier in the week. Figure out that running back rotation. You have to get something concrete here. It's it's Something has to work, right? So you want to get someone that's not going to get Kenny Pickett killed, but you also don't want to sacrifice a efficient running style, which is Izzy. But Izzy also has the ability to get Kenny killed. So, then you're left with a guy like Vincent Davis, who I think gets overhated. I really do think gets gets overhated around these parts. I think he's a guy that just is misused, and I've said this before. He should be able to be used in space, get him in space, and let him work, right? So on on a running back level, you have to figure out what in the world are we doing with this? Who's going where? I think they need more designated roles with this rotation, I think it might be deeper than two. I think maybe Rodney Hammond needs to get in there. Hammond might not be ready in Pass Pro. He might not be ready from a all-around perspective. That's okay. There's still opportunities for you to be creative and get in here. A running back. Or, you know, get Jake Zilgowskis in there a little bit more. Use the fullback a little more. Right? You can use more schematic creativity. So the next step for that area is, hey, let's get off tackle more. Let's run some more. Outside zones. Let's run some more pitches. Let's run some more shovels. Let's run some more stuff like this, right? Reverses. Let's get outside and in space a little more instead of just running three straight plays behind our three interior linemen, right? So that's the thing. You know, and they did it a little bit last year where they would run, you know, stretch or they would run something outside the tackle, right? That's something that you want to do. Run it through the C gap, run it outside running through the D-gap. So your next natural step is, you know, try out Gonsalves, try out your running back rotation, figure out who works best in what spot, figure that out, and then make sure you're giving them schematic opportunities to maximize their skill set. These are what needs to happen to make this running game better. And at the end of that, doesn't necessarily mean they are better. Sometimes you just don't have the personnel to run the football. That might be a very real possibility with Pitt this year. And we have to accept that as a possibility. Pitt might just not be able to run the football. In which case, you know, just don't run the football. I mean, one-dimensional offenses sometimes aren't a bad thing. If you can throw the football as well as Kenny Pickett did, there's not stop you can't stop Kenny Pickett with if he plays like he did on Saturday. You cannot stop that guy. So if they can't run it, it's not the end of the world, but you would like to add a a running game that you can at least lean on in a four-minute drill to close out the game, stuff like that. You would like to have a running game to at least have a crutch on, right? Just in case, you know, you need that guy or you need that short yardage situation. And to to their credit, to the credit, it hasn't been horrid to the point where they have been bad in short yard situations. Pitt has grinded out their short yardage situations, and that's key. So these are the next steps you can take in the running game, and I think that's how you can potentially get this thing rolling if you are Pitt, all right, folks, when we come back, we will talk a little bit about just what Pitt can do to even make Elijah See better and just how good this guy is. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stack all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You save time and money when using Rock auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can get a much cheaper here at Rock Autos. They are reliably low prices for all customers. They have everything you might need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even new carpets, anything like that. Go explore. Check it out. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How Did You Hear About Us so they know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Alright Panther Nation, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast I am excited for this segment guys I'm excited when I get to nerd over very good football players Kalajah Kansi He happens to be one of those very good football players because Kalaja Kansi is such a pit defensive lineman. I mean, he's such, when you look pretty much, just go back to Aaron Donald, right? So let's talk about that. Aaron Donald was undersized. He had great explosiveness, but he used his undersized nature to his advantage. He was a leveraged monster, he was unbelievably strong, he was unbelievably quick, his motor was hot, he had great moves for his size and experience level already, he was unlike anything I've ever seen, right? This was a guy that they could not stop. But make sure Kalajah Kansi at least has some traits like that. Is he going to be Aaron Donald? No. And I never suggest that anyone is going to be Aaron Donald. Because Aaron Donald is one of the greatest defensive tackles to ever come through the game of football. And you have to understand that. Kalijah Kansi, though, can be a very good football player. And I'm not just talking college football player. He's already a great college football player. We're talking about NFL type guys here. Kalijah Kansi has the explosiveness of... That Jalen Twyman didn't have. He's got the quickness. Of a very twitched up athlete, right? The type of guy that, again, who's undersized but is unbelievably powerful and can turn that explosiveness into power. Let's take a just take a look at his sack from the Tennessee game, right? So he, he executes a beautiful chop swim. Beautiful chop swim right off the line. And then destroys the running back trying to come in to help. It was absolutely gorgeous. And he grabs Hooker by one arm and sacks him as a result. Special type of play, Ram. Special type of play. That was all because of his explosiveness. His... his, I don't want to call it sadness savviness because I don't you know this is one area where I think he has to work on things his savviness and working through his hands and his moves he still needs to work on his counters he's his moves are there and he loves that chop swim combo just real quick get by you right and he's got great power as well so he's got a nice bull rush because he just gets under everybody's pads I mean it's hard not to get under everybody's pads when you're six too College Kansas does college Kansas things, and that's one of those things. That's a guy that was just absolutely dominant in both the run game and the pass game. Dude is a monster, a straight up monster. He's undersized. Now he can get moved a little bit, maybe in the NFL, not in college football, right? He's he's a little light for his size, but he has such natural twitch in his lower body, in his lower extremities. This guy has that. He has a little it to him, right? I think he's better than Jalen Swyman was. I I really do. I I feel, like Kansas has the athletic traits, and again, a certain type, of upside that Swyman just didn't have. He's a huge issue for everybody. Looks like an all-ACC performer. He's real good. Now again, let's you know, let's let's talk about those things that he can improve upon. Counters, right? Let, let's know how to use your hands in every situation. He doesn't completely know how to use that one hundred percent. That's cool. Two that uh, that weight sometimes against bigger. Lyman, those big maulers, those big 350-pounders, right? He can be moved a little bit. Okay. And then the last one, more so, sometimes he just gets a little wild out there, a little bit of field awareness. Use your eyes and just read through the quarterback's eyes and the lineman key on things, right? Just work on that a little bit. But the baseline tools this guy has are absolutely insane. I mean, he is a problem. Kalasha Cansey is going to be an issue for a while. And I hope he's here past this year because I think he, if he continues his upward trajectory, and hopefully that knee checks out well, he returns. So I, I, I'm guessing it is. He is going to potentially go to the NFL after this year. That guy is that good. The way that the interior defensive lineman classes have been recently, they've been so bleak. And Cansy looks like a potential stud. He's got the very traits that you love. The explosiveness, the pop in his hands, the diverse move set. He's got finesse and power in him. Again, it's not fully loaded yet. That toolbox needs to get a little wider. But Canty is fun, fun, fun. He's a little bit more sand in his pants. He's not super versatile, so you're not going to throw him up to, you know, one tech and nose. But he's a three tech man. He's an explosive three tech that's a pass rusher and can dominate against the run and split double teams. He's a very good football player. Very excited to see what Kalijah Kansi does the rest of the season. Hopefully next season, if he once he gets the NFL, I'm going to be so excited to just watch Kalijah Kansi ball out. Because I think this guy is going to be a really, really good football player. And I'm not just saying that because the Pitt has this long lineage of defensive line players. Cansey is just another one in Charlie Partridge's hat, another feather. He can put up there and say, come to Pitt because we produce very good defensive linemen. And Cansey is living proof of that. All let right, right, let's, let's go into Western Michigan a little bit more. However, first, let's talk a little bit about Sweat. Block wipes. This is something that you love. The number one Amazon antiperspirant in the world. You can check it out. It's manufactured in the USA. It works up to seven days per use. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. It's dry shirt guarantee, so you can wear what you want to wear. You have confidence in what you want to wear. You're not going to have those those sweaty spots. You're not going to feel sweaty. You're not going to feel like that no matter what the condition is, because of sweat block wipes. it's on been on the Rachel Ratio, tested by fires and it works. And if sweat block doesn't keep you dry, guess what? You guys get your money back. That's all. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether for a big presentation, a date, just going out. At anything you want. Sweat block is stronger than just your usual clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed and look at it. And it works like that. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKED ON or at Amazon and C-V-S. Hey, it's, uh, it's college football season. So, y- y'all heard about Bet Online AG? They are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another college football season. And guess what, y'all? Bet Online is your number one spot. For all the pro and college football action you get this season, it has a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So just head over to their website or use their mobile app to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. So don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available on Bet Online you Use the promo code LockedOn. Bet Online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. They are your online sports book experts. All right, let's get into this. Let's talk about Western Michigan because we have learned pretty key news. I mean, it looks like Skymore is going to play. And you guys are probably like, who, who in the world is Sky Moore? This is a guy that's dangerous, and I, and I, we didn't really, I didn't really go over him much yesterday because, I'll tell you this, I didn't know he was gonna play, but he's a local guy. I mean, he's from Shady Side Academy, so he's a guy that Pitt could have had, and he went to Western Michigan. Pitt didn't offer him, and Sky Moore looks like a. Ball player, man. So, let's talk a little bit about what Skymore brings now. Okay, so now you have Skymore and Corey Crooms. That's two guys that when you look at this Western Michigan team can at least give Pitt trouble, right? So, in the secondary, you have to make sure you tackle, 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 tackle. Skymore is a guy that will burn you after the catch, like, it's nobody's business. And that's the thing. Sky Moore is a dynamic football player. He's a guy that, coming out of Western Michigan, has taken a lot of Dwayne Eskridge's, he's, who's now with the Seahawks, taken a lot of his skill set, put it into his game, and now he plays like a light version of Dwayne Eskridge. So you look at Sky Moore, and Sky Moore now becomes a guy that you have to, in my opinion, make public enemy number one. Because Caleb Ellaby has the ability to really get going there. Ellaby and Moore were great. He's electric. He's a ball player who's maybe not got the greatest route running in the world, right? He's not a great route runner. But what he is, is he's a guy with great playmaking ability in yak. He's a big target over the middle of the field that's tough to bring down in space. And he's a guy that you can get manufactured touches to. Think last week to what happened when Callaway caught the ball and A.J. Woods didn't make the tech, right? Stuff like this. Western Michigan saw that on tape too, right? Western Michigan is not stupid. They're going to go to that. And and let me just put into perspective a little bit of what Sky Moore is and, and who he is. But I, I don't want to do it just through words because he's, he's a dynamic football player. And and I want, want to bring that home two guys, this is a guy that is 5'10", 195, so he's not huge, right, but he's a tough guy, freshman season, 51 receptions, 802 yards, his freshman season, impressive, in five games last year, 25 receptions, 388 yards, you extrapolate that over to a full season, Right, he's over a thousand yards. That's impressive, man. That's impressive. He's he's a guy that is just so dynamic that it's tough to not be a little bit worried. Crooms is now now Corey Crooms. On the other hand, you know this is a guy that we we did talk about a little bit yesterday, and and he's a guy that is a little bit. Of a different player. He's 5'11, yeah, because the, the Western Michigan has these type this this type of wide receiver, right? Jalen Hall's 6'3, he's the big guy. He's kind of your jump ball guy. But but Corey Crooms is, is the same type of player that Eskridge was, and he's actually filling in that role, right? So Crooms is gonna be your guy that is gonna be in space, gonna create stuff. As well, you might get some manufacturers just with him. He's got some burners on him. He can beat you down the field. He can stack you, and so can more. Both of these guys can be dangerous. And this is, I think, when you look at the offense, the most dangerous part of the offense. With Caleb Ellaby back there, and Caleb Ellaby is a good quarterback for especially a group of five team. Caleb Ellaby is a very solid quarterback, right? When you give him crumbs and you give him more, you're going to get matchup issues. In, in just a very short game you had against Michigan Moore had two for two receptions for 25 yards. And Caleb Elby put together one of the more efficient just one of the more efficient seasons we've seen from a group of five quarterback in a while. He's able to throw those honey hole shots to Crooms and into to Moore He's able to throw all over all levels of the field, right? He's got great power in his lower half. He's able to do a lot of good things. And you cannot overlook Caleb Ellaby. That's kind of the big thing for me, right? So there's a lot you can do. But of all the things you don't want to do is you don't want to look over Caleb Ellaby and you don't want to look over what Sky Moore brings to the table either. So these three guys, Crooms, LB, and Moore, I think are your big problems. And it's going to be a good test for the secondary, because again, I think they need to work out who is going to play where, and it's going to be Woods, is it going to be Devonshire, is it going to be Halle? is it going to be Battle, is it going to be, you know, who's it going to be in specific spots? So I think this is a good test for them. And they have to, I would have Damari Mathis just shadow Sky Moore. That's what I would do. I think that is the smartest course of action. I think that's the best way in order to beat the Broncos. I think it's the way to slow them down because you know you have an efficient quarterback who can make throws to all three levels of the field and can give you a little bit of trouble. That's how you can at least get them off the rocker and slow down the offense a little bit. Just don't let them get into a rhythm, right? Don't let them get into a rhythm early. Michigan didn't. Michigan pulled away after a little bit and, and getting comfortable stuff. I think that as long as Pitt doesn't fall asleep and they do follow game plan because these are dangerous players, both Crooms and Moore and Ellaby. These this is a trio that is, is probably the best in the MAC to be quite honest with you. So, gonna be a little bit of a tough matchup for Pitt in that area and a little worrying. But again, it's not like hey we should signal that Pitt's gonna lose here. There I don't believe that. I just think that, you know, there, there are abilities to create mismatch problems for Western Michigan. And you have to game plan, obviously, accordingly to that. So, these are the threats you have to look out for on that offense. All right, folks. Make sure to check out Locked on Bets. Betting on anything you want. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we will finish up the preview, break down the defense in more detail for Western Michigan, my picks and predictions, and the keys to the game for what Pitt needs to do to win. All that coming up tomorrow on Locked on Pitt. Thanks for listening, guys. Hail to the pick.